tortured, despised, marooned, fed to beasts in the Colosseum. Against all odds, Christianity was built on the backs of men who gave everything because they dared to believe that a man rose from the dead. These are their words. Welcome to Fathers of the Faith. I'm your host, Jared Fraser. Join us as we read some of the earliest writings of the Christian faith from the men known as the early Church Fathers. Let's begin. The Epistle of Barnabas, translated by Charles Houle. Chapter 1. Hail, my sons and daughters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has loved us in peace. I rejoice exceedingly and beyond measure at your happy and glorious spirit, since the ordinances of God are great and rich towards you, who have received the engrafted grace of the spiritual gift. Wherefore, I congratulate myself the more, hoping to be saved, because I see of a truth the Spirit poured out upon you from the rich Lord of love. So greatly has your longed-for appearance stricken me with amazement, being persuaded, therefore, of this, and knowing in myself that since I spoke among you, the Lord has helped me in many things in the way of righteousness, I am altogether compelled to love you even beyond my own soul, because great faith and love dwell in you in the hope of this life. Considering also this, that if I take care to communicate to you a part of that which I have received, it shall turn to my reward to have assisted such spirits as you are. I gave diligence to write unto you in few words, in order that together with your faith you might have your knowledge perfect, perfect also. For there are three doctrines ordained of the Lord, the hope of life, the beginning and the end. For the Master hath made known unto us by the prophets the things which are past, and the things which are at hand, and hath given us the first fruits of the knowledge of the things that are to come. Since therefore we see all these things severally working out uh, as he has spoken, we ought the more fully and loftily to approach to his altar. But I, not as a master, but as one of yourselves, will show to you a few things, by means of which you may even in this present rejoice. Chapter 2. Since therefore the days are evil, and the adversary has the authority, we ought to take heed to ourselves and seek out the ordinances of the Lord. For the helpers of our faith are fear and patience, and they that fight on our side are long-suffering and continence. While these therefore remain pure in things relating to the Lord, wisdom and understanding, science and knowledge, rejoice together with them. For God has made known unto us through all the prophets that he desires not sacrifices, nor whole burnt offerings, nor oblations. For he says in a certain place, quote, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices, saith the Lord? I am full of the whole burnt offerings of rams. I desire not the fat of lambs, nor the blood of bulls and goats, nor need ye come to be seen of me. For who hath required these things at your hands? You shall not add thereto to tread my court. If ye bring the fine flour, it is vain. Incense is an abomination unto me. Your new moons and Sabbaths I cannot endure. Your fastings and holidays and feasts my soul hates." Unquote. These things, therefore, he has made no, none effect 
that the new law of our Lord Jesus Christ, being free from the yoke of necessity, might have an offering not made with hands. Again, he saith unto them, quote, Did I command your fathers, when you came out of the land of Egypt, offer unto me whole burnt offerings and sacrifices? Did I not rather command them this? Let each of you bear no malice against his neighbor in his heart, and love not a false oath. Unquote. We ought to perceive, since we are not void of understanding the meaning of the goodness of God our Father, because he tells us, wishing to seek us who are wandering even as sheep, how we ought to approach him. He therefore speaks unto us in this way, quote, The sacrifice unto God is a broken heart. A smell of sweet savor unto the Lord is a heart that glorifies him that has made that made it. We ought therefore, brethren, to examine accurately concerning our salvation, lest the evil one, making an entrance among us, should draw us away from our life. Chapter 3 Therefore he saith again concerning these things unto them, quote, Why fast ye unto me, saith the Lord, so that your voice is heard today in its crying? This is not the fast that I have chosen, said the Lord, for a man to be to humiliate his soul, nor if you bend your neck as a ring, and to put you under you sackcloth and ashes, not even then will you call it an acceptable fast. Unquote. But unto us, he says, quote, Behold the fast which I have chosen, says the Lord, not that a man should humiliate his soul, but that he should loose every bond of unrighteousness and untie the knots of the compacts of violence, set at liberty them that are bruised and cancel every agreement of unrighteousness, break your bread with the hungry, and if you seek the naked, clothe him. Bring them that are houseless into your dwelling, and if you see a man that is lowly, despise him not, and turn not away from those of your family. Then shall your light break forth early, and your garments shall spring up quickly, and justice shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall surround you. Then shall you cry, and the Lord will hearken unto you. While you are yet speaking, he shall say, Lo, I am here. If you put away from you the league of, and the conspiracy and the word of murmuring, and give your bread to the hungry with all your heart, and have compassion upon the soul that is lowly, the long-suffering God, therefore, having seen beforehand that the people whom he had prepared for his beloved would believe in simplicity, showed to us beforehand concerning all these things, that we should not come as strangers to their law. Chapter 4 It behooves us, therefore, that we, searching much concerning the things that are at hand, should seek out the things that are able to save us. Let us fly, therefore, utterly from all the work of unrighteousness, and let us hate the error of the time that now is, that we may be loved in that which is to come. Let us not give liberty unto our soul, that it should have leave to run with sinners and evil men, neither let us be made like unto them. The tribulation being made perfect is at hand, concerning which it is written, as Enoch says, Quote, for to this purpose the Lord has cut short the times and the days that his beloved might make haste and come into his inheritance. Unquote. The prophet also speaks in this wise, Ten kingdoms shall reign upon the earth, and there shall rise up after them a little king who shall humble three of the kings under one. Unquote. And in like manner Daniel speaks concerning him, Quote, and I saw the fourth beast, evil and strong and harder than all the beasts of the earth. And I say how there grew up from him ten horns, 
and from among them a little horn growing up beside and how it humbled under one three of the great horns." Unquote. You ought therefore to understand, and moreover I ask this of you, as being one among you, loving you especially and altogether, even above my own soul, that you should take heed unto yourselves, and not be like unto certain men, by adding to your sins and saying that their covenant is also ours. Ours indeed it is, but they have lost it forever in this wise, after that Moses has already received it. For the scripture says, quote, And Moses was in the mount fasting forty days and nights, and he received the covenant from the Lord, even tables of stone written with the finger of the hand of the Lord. But when they turned into idols, turned unto idols, they lost it. Unquote. For the Lord says unto Moses, quote, Moses, get down quickly, for your people, whom you brought out of the land of Egypt, have done unlawfully. And Moses understood, and cast two tables from his hands, and the covenant that was uh, on them was broken, to the end that that of the beloved Jesus might be sealed in our hearts in the hope of his faith. Now, though I wished to write many things unto you not as a master, but even as suits one that loves you, not to fall short of the things that we have, I have been zealous to write unto you as though I were the, uh, the off-scouring of you. Let us, therefore, give heed unto the last days. For the whole time of our faith will profit us nothing, unless now, in the season of iniquity and among the stumbling blocks that are coming, we resist as become, become the sons of God, that the evil one may not have entrance unawares. Let us fly all vanity and hate perfectly the deeds of the evil way. Do not, entering into your own houses, dwell alone as though you were already justified, but coming together, inquire one with another concerning the common advantage. The scripture says, quote, Woe unto them that are wise in their own conceit and learned in their own eyes. Let us be spiritual. Let us be a perfect temple unto God. So far as in you lie, let us practice the fear of God and strive to keep his commandments, that we may be glad in his ordinances. The Lord shall judge the world without respect of persons. Each shall receive according as he has done. If he be good, righteousness shall go before him. But if he be evil, the reward of wickedness shall be before him. Let us give heed that we do not, as being already elect, take rest and sleep in our sins, lest the ruler of wickedness, getting the mastery over us, thrust us from the kingdom of the Lord. And moreover, my brethren, consider this. When you see that after so many signs and wonders that have happened in Israel, even then they have been abandoned, let us take heed lest, as it is written, Many of us be called, but few chosen. Chapter 5 For on this account the Lord endured to give his flesh unto corruption, that we might be sanctified by the remission of sins, which is by the sprinkling of his blood. For there are written concerning him certain things that pertain unto Israel, and certain other that pertain unto us. For he speaks thus, quote, He was wounded for our iniquities, and vexed for our sins. By his stripes we are healed. He was led as a sheep unto the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before him that sheareth it. Unquote. We ought therefore to give a special thanks unto the Lord, because he has made known unto us the things that are past, and has made us wise with regard to those that are at hand. Neither are we without understanding as regards the future. For the scripture says, quote, Not unjustly is the net stretched for the birds. Unquote. 
Now this means that a man will perish justly who, having a knowledge of the path of righteousness, shuts himself up in the way of darkness. Consider this too, my brethren. If the Lord endured to suffer for our souls, though we were the Lord of the whole world, to whom God said from the foundation of the world, let us make man according to our image and according to our likeness, how then did he endure to suffer at the hands of men? Learn ye, the prophets, having received the grace from him, prophesied with regard to him, but he, that he might make death of none effect, and bring to light the resurrection from the dead, because it behooved him to be made manifest in the flesh, endured it, that he might give unto our fathers the promise, and by preparing for himself a new people, might show, while upon earth, that he will raise the dead and himself execute judgment. Yes, further, though he taught Israel, and did so many signs and wonders among them, yet they loved him not. But when he chose out his own apostles, who were about to preach his gospel, they were men unrighteous beyond all sin, that he might show that he came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Then he made himself manifest that he was the Son of God. For if he had not come in the flesh, how could men have looked upon him and have been saved, since they cannot endure to look at the rays of the sun which must one day perish, and which is the work of his hands? For this purpose did the Son of God come in the flesh, that he might sum up and finish the sin of them who persecuted his prophets unto death. Therefore he endured even unto this. For God saith that the smiting of his flesh, it was from them. When they shall smite their shepherd, then shall the sheep of the flock be scattered. But he himself wished thus to suffer, for it was necessary that he should suffer upon the cross. For he who prophesies about him says, quote, Spare my soul from the sword, unquote. And again, quote, Drive nails into my flesh, for the synagogues of evil men have risen against me, unquote. And again he saith, quote, Behold, I have given my back unto the scourging, and my cheeks unto buffetings, but my, at my face also have I set as a hard rock, unquote. Chapter 6 When therefore he made the commandment, what says he? Who is he that disputes with me? Let him resist me. Or who is he that contends with me? Let him draw nigh unto the Son of the Lord. Woe unto you, for you shall all wax old as a garment, and the moth shall devour you. And again the prophet said, quote, Since he has been placed as a strong stone for crushing, behold, I will place on the foundation of Zion a stone precious elect, a chief cornerstone of great price. Unquote. And then what saith he? Quote, and he that believeth in him shall live forever. Unquote. Is then our hope in a stone? God forbid. But it is thus said, because the Lord has made strong his flesh, for he says, quote, And he made me, as it were, a hard rock. Unquote. And again, quote, the, su- the stone which the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. Unquote. And again he says, quote, This is the day, great and wonderful, which the Lord has made. Unquote. I read unto you the more simply, that you may understand. I am the offscouring of your love. What then set the prophet again? The synagogue of the wicked came around me. They surrounded me as bees do a honeycomb, and over my garment they cast lots, 
Since, therefore, he was about to be made manifest and to suffer in the flesh, his suffering was showed beforehand. For the prophet says unto Israel, Woe unto their soul, for they have counseled an evil counsel among themselves, saying, Let us bind the righteous, because he is an encumbrance unto us. And what saith the the other prophet, even Moses, unto them, Behold, thus saith the Lord God, Enter into the good land which the Lord swore unto Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and inherit it, even a land flowing with milk and honey. What saith the knowledge? Learn ye hope, it saith, upon Jesus, who is about to be manifested unto you in the flesh. For man is but earth which suffers. For from the face of the ground was made the molding of Adam. What then meaneth he when he saith, Into the good land which flowing with milk and honey? Blessed be the Lord, brethren, who hath put into you wisdom and knowledge of his secret things. For the prophet spoke a parable from the Lord. Who shall understand, except he that is wise and skillful, and loves his Lord? Since therefore, having renewed us by the remission of our sins, he has made us of a new character. He wills that we should have the souls of children, inasmuch as it is indeed he who has formed us anew. For the scripture says concerning us, that he saith unto the Son, Let us make man after our own image, and according to our likeness. And let them rule over the beasts of the earth, and the fowls of heaven, and the fishes of the sea. And the Lord said, When he saw how excellent our form was, Increase and multiply and replenish the earth. These things he saith unto the Son. Again, I will show unto you how the Lord speaks unto us, since he has made a second fashioning in these last days. The Lord says, Behold, I make the last even as the first, for to this purpose did the prophet preach. Enter ye into the land flowing with milk and honey, and have dominion over it. Behold, now we have been formed again, even as he again saith, in another prophet, quote, Behold, saith the Lord, I will take out from these that is out of those whom the Spirit of the Lord foresaw the hearts of stone, and will put into them hearts of flesh, because he himself was about to be manifested in the flesh and to dwell among us. For the habitation of our heart is a temple holy unto the Lord. For the Lord's, Lord saith again, Whereby shall I appear before the Lord my God and be glorified? He saith too, I will give thanks unto thee in the assembly, in the midst of my brethren, I will sing unto thee in the midst of the assembly of the saints. We are therefore those whom he brought into the good land. What then meaneth the milk and honey? It is because a child is kept alive, first with honey, afterwards with milk. So we, too, being quickened by faith in his promise and by his word, shall live and rule over the earth. And we said previously, Let them increase and multiply and rule over the fish. Who then is he who is able to rule over the beasts, the fish, and fowls of heaven? For we ought to perceive that to rule belongs to authority, so that a man by giving commands may exercise lordship. If, therefore, this does not take place now, he has told us when it will even when we ourselves have been made perfect, so that we become heirs of the covenant of the Lord. Chapter 7 
You perceive, therefore, beloved children, that our good Lord has manifested unto us all things beforehand, to the end that we should know whom we ought to praise, returning thanks for all things. If, therefore, the Son of God, being he who is the Lord, and who is about to judge the quick and the dead, suffered, to the end that his stripes might make us live, let us believe that the Son of God could not suffer except on our account. But being crucified, he was given to drink of vinegar and gall. How then did the priests of the temple signify concerning this? Now the commandment is written in this wise, quote, Whosoever shall not fast on the fast, he shall die the death. The Lord hath commanded it, unquote. Since he also was about to offer the vessel that contained his spirit as a sacrifice, in order that the type might be fulfilled which was given by the offering of Isaac at the altar, what saith he in the book of the prophet? Quote, and let them eat of the goat which is offered on the fast for the sins of all. Attend diligently thereto, and let the priests alone eat of the unwashed entrails with vinegar. Unquote. With what signification? Because you will one day give me to drink of vinegar and gall, when I am about to offer up my flesh for my new people, eat ye it alone, while the people fast and lament in sackcloth and ashes. He commanded this in order that he might show that he must needs suffer at their hands. How then did he give his commands? Listen closely. Take two goats, fair and like each other, and offer them up, and let the priest take one of them as a whole burnt offering for sin. But what shall they do with the other? Let the other, he says, be accursed. Now attend ye how the type of Jesus is made manifest. And do you all spit upon it and pierce it, and put scarlet wool around its head, and so let it be cast out into the wilderness? And when this has been done, he who bears the goat leads it out into the wilderness, and takes away the wool and places it upon a bush, which is called Rachel, the shoots of which we are accustomed to eat when we find them in the fields. Thus the fruit of the Rachel only is sweet. What therefore means this? Listen closely. One is brought to the altar, the other is accursed. The accursed one is crowned, because they shall see him in that day, who had the scarlet robe about his flesh, and they shall say, Is not this he whom once we set at naught and crucified, and spat upon and pierced? Truly this was he, who at that time said that he was the Son of God. How then was the one like to the other? In this respect were the goats like him. They were fair and equal, so that when they saw him coming, they were astonished at the likeness to the goat. Therefore behold here the type of Jesus who was about to suffer. And what means the wool placed in the midst of thorns? Well, it is a type of Jesus, which has been placed in the church. For he who wishes to take the scarlet wool must suffer many things, because the thorn is terrible, and must after tribulation gain possession of it. So he says, They who wish to see me and to take hold of my kingdom must through trouble and suffering receive me. Chapter 8 What type, do you think, was the commandment unto Israel, that the men in whom sin had been accomplished should offer a heifer, and after they had slaughtered it should burn it, and that children should then take the ashes and cast them into vessels, and place scarlet wool and hyssop around a stick. Behold again the type of the cross and the scarlet wool, and so the children should sprinkle the people one by one, 
that they might be purged from their sins. Behold, therefore, in what way he speaks unto you with simplicity. The heifer signifies Jesus. The sinful men who offer it are the men who brought him unto the slaughter. But now the men are no longer before us. No longer does the glory belong to sinners. The children who sprinkled are they who brought us the good news of the forgiveness of sins and purification of heart, to whom he has given the authority of the gospel for the purpose of preaching, being twelve in number, for a testimony unto the tribes, for twelve were the tribes of Israel. And why then were the children who sprinkled three in number, for a testimony unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because these are great before God? And what signifies the wool upon the stick? because the kingdom of Jesus is upon the cross, and because they who hope upon him shall live forever. And why are there at the same time the wool and the hyssop? Because in his kingdom the days in which we shall be saved shall be evil and filthy, because also he has grieved uh, his flesh, is healed through the purifying of the hyssop. And these things, having happened on this account, are manifest unto us, but obscure unto them, because they hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Chapter 9 He saith also again concerning our ears, how he has circumcised our heart. The Lord says in the prophet, quote, They have hearkened unto me with the hearing of their ears. And again he saith, They that are afar off shall hear with their ears. They shall know what I have done, and be circumcised, saith the Lord in your heart." Unquote. And again, quote, Hear, O Israel, for thus saith the Lord thy God. And again, the Spirit of the Lord prophesied, Who is he that wishes to live forever? Let him hearken unto the voice of my Son. Unquote. And again he saith, quote, Hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken these things for a testimony. Unquote. And again he says, Hearken unto the voice of the Lord, ye rulers of this people. Unquote. And again he saith, quote, Hearken ye children unto the voice of one crying, in the wilderness, unquote. To this end, therefore, he has circumcised our hearing, that when we hear his word, we should believe. For the circumcision in which they trust is done away with. For he has said that circumcision is not that which was made in the flesh, but they have transgressed. For an evil angel has deluded them. He saith unto them, These things saith the Lord your God. Here I find a new commandment. Sow not among thorns, but be ye circumcised unto your Lord. What saith he? Circumcise the hardness of your hearts, and harden not your neck. And again, behold, saith the Lord, all the Gentiles are uncircumcised in their foreskin, but this people is uncircumcised in their hearts. But he will say, Of a truth the people have been circumcised for a seal unto them, but so also hath every Syrian and Arabian and all the priests of idols. Do they also belong to the covenant? But the Egyptians also are in circumcision. Learn, therefore, children of love, richly concerning all things that Abraham first gave circumcision, circumcised, looking forward in the Spirit unto Jesus, having received the doctrines of the three letters. For he says, quote, And Abraham circumcised out of his household eighteen and three hundred. What then was the knowledge that was given by this? Learn ye that he mentioned the 1800 first, and then having made an interval, he mentioned the 300. In the 18, by H, you have Jesus, and because the cross in the letter T was about to convey the grace of redemption, he mentioned also the 300. Therefore, he shows Jesus in the two letters, I, H, and the cross in the one T. He knows this, 
who has placed the engrafted gift of his teaching in us. No one has had from me a more true account than this, but I know that you are worthy. Chapter 10 But in that Moses said, Thou shalt not eat the swine, nor the eagle, nor the hawk, nor the crow, nor any fish that hath not scales in itself, he had in his mind three doctrines. For in the end he saith unto them in Deuteronomy, quote, And I will arrange before this people my ordinances. The commandment of God is not therefore that they should not eat, but Moses spake in a spiritual sense. He spake of the swine with this meaning, quote, Thou shalt not cleave, he meaneth unto men of this sort, who are like unto swine, for when they become a want, wanton, they forget their Lord. But when they are in want, they think upon the Lord, even as the swine, when it eats, knows not its Lord. But when it is hungry, it cries, and when it has, re- has received, it is again silent. Nor shall you eat of the eagle, nor of the hawk, nor of the kite, nor of the crow. Thou shalt not, he meaneth, cleave to, nor be like to men of this sort, who know how to provide sustenance for themselves by labor and sweat, but in their iniquity seize the property of others. And as though they walked in innocence, watch and observe whom they shall plunder through their covetousness, even as these birds alone provide not sustenance for themselves by means of toil, but sitting idle, seek out how they may eat the flesh of others, being destructive by reason of their wickedness. And thou shalt not eat, he saith, of the lamprey, or the polypus, or the cuttlefish. Thou shalt not, he meaneth, cleave to, or become like unto men of this sort, who are impious unto the end, and have been already condemned to death, even as these accursed fish alone swim in the depth, not floating as the others do, but dwelling in the earth below the depth of the sea. Thus, he saith, thou shalt not eat the hare, meaning thou shalt not indulge in unnatural lusts, nor shalt thou eat the hyena, meaning thou shalt not be an adulterer. Nor shalt thou eat the weasel, meaning thou shalt not do uncleanness with thy mouth concerning food. Therefore Moses spake in the spirit these three doctrines, but they, according to the lusts of their flesh, received them as being about meat. And David received knowledge concerning the same three doctrines, and says in like manner, quote, Blessed is the man who has not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, even as the fish walk in darkness into the depths of the sea, and has not stood in the way of sinners. Even as they who pretend to fear the Lord sin as do the swine, and has not sat in the seat of the destroyers, even as the birds that sit for prey, you also, in the end, a commandment concerning food. But Moses said, Eat ye everything that is cloven-footed, and that cheweth the cud. What means he? He that takes food knows him that feeds him, and resting upon him seems to be glad. He therefore says, Well, having regard to the commandment, what then means he? Cleave ye unto them that fear the Lord, who walk in his commandments, which they have received in their hearts, unto them that speak of the ordinances of the Lord and observe them, unto them who know that the practice of them is a work of gladness and who meditate on the word of the Lord. But what means that which cleaves the hoof? It means that the just walk even in this world and expect the holy life. Behold how well Moses had made these laws. But how was it possible for them to perceive and understand these things? But we, having rightly understood the commandments, speak them even as the Lord has willed. 
On this account has he circumcised our ears and hearts, that we should understand these things. Chapter 11 Let us inquire, therefore, if the Lord cared to show us beforehand concerning the water and concerning the cross. Concerning the water it is written, with respect to Israel, how that they will not receive the baptism that brings remission of sins, but will establish one for themselves. The prophet therefore speaks in this wise, Be astonished, O heaven, and let the earth be afraid still more at this, because this people has done two great and evil things. They have abandoned me, who am the fountain of life, and have dug for themselves broken cisterns. Is my holy mountain of Zion a deserted rock? You shall be as the young of a bird which have flown when the nest has been taken away. And again the prophet says, quote, I, will be, I will go before thee and will lay low the mountains, and I will break the doors of brass and burst the bars of iron, and I will give unto thee the treasures of darkness hidden and unseen, that they may know that I am the Lord God, and he shall dwell in the lofty cave of the strong rock. Unquote. Then what saith he of the sun? His water is faithful. You shall behold the king in his glory, and your soul shall practice the fear of the Lord. And again in another prophet he says, quote, He that does these things shall be as a tree that grows beside the watercourses, which gives his fruit in his season, and his leaf shall not fall off, and whatever he does shall prosper. Unquote. Not so are the ungodly, not so. They are like the dust which the wind carries away from the face of the earth, Wherefore the ungodly shall not rise up in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the just, for the Lord knows the way of the just, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. You perceive how he has put together the water and the cross, for what he means is this, Blessed are they who, having hoped on the cross, have gone down into the water, for he speaks of a reward to be given at the due season. Then saith he, Quote, I will render what is due unto you. Unquote. But now in that he saith, quote, their leaves shall not fall off, unquote, he means this, that every word that goes out from your mouth in faith and love shall be for a refuge and a hope unto many. And again another prophet said, quote, and the land of Jacob was praised beyond the whole earth. Unquote. By so meaning, by saying he means this. He shall glorify the vessel that contains his spirit. And what saith he afterwards, quote, There was a river flowing on the right, and there grew up on its banks fair trees, and whosoever eats of them shall live forever. Unquote. By this he means that we go down into the water full of sin and pollution, and go up bearing fruit in the heart, having in the spirit fear and hope toward Jesus, and whoever shall eat of them shall live forever. He means this, whoever, he saith, shall hear these words spoken and believe them, shall live forever. Chapter 12 In like manner again he signifies concerning the cross and another prophet who says, quote, And when shall these things be fulfilled? Unquote. The Lord saith, quote, When the tree hath been bent and shall rise up again, and when blood shall flow from the tree. Unquote. You have again a prophecy concerning the cross and about him who is about to be crucified. And he saith again in Moses, quote, When Israel was being made war upon by aliens, even that he might remind them while they were being made war upon, 
that for their sins they were being delivered over unto death. The Spirit saith unto the heart of Moses that he should make the form of a cross, and of him who is about to suffer, for if, he says, they shall not hope upon him, they will be made war upon forever. Moses, therefore, arranges weapon against weapon in the midst of the battle, and standing higher than all, stretched out his hands, and so again Israel conquered. Then, when he let them down, they were again slaughtered. Wherefore, that they might know that they are not to be saved, except they hope upon him. And again in another prophet he said, All day long have I stretched out my hands unto a people who are disobedient, and who speak against my righteous way. Again, Moses makes another type of Jesus, that it behooves that he should suffer and cause others to live, whom they thought that they had destroyed in figure when Israel was falling. For the Lord made every kind of serpent to bite them, and they died, since the transgression happened to Eve by means of the serpent, to the end that he might convince them that through their transgression they should be given over to the pangs of death. For in the end Moses himself, after that he had given commandment, quote, there shall not be among you a molten image or a graven image for a god, makes one himself, that he might show a type of Jesus. Moses, therefore, making a brazen serpent and setting it aloft, calls the people by a proclamation. When therefore they had come together, they besought Moses that they should offer supplication for them concerning their healing. Moses therefore said unto them, When any of you is bitten, let him come unto the dead serpent that is placed upon the tree, and let him believe and hope that though it is dead, it is able to make him live, and immediately he shall be saved. And so they did. You have therefore again in these things also the glory of Jesus, that in him and to him are all things. What again saith Moses unto Jesus the son of Nun, after he had given this name to him, being a prophet to this end alone, that all the people might hear that the Father reveals all things concerning the Son Jesus? Moses therefore saith unto Jesus the son of Nun, having given him this name, when he sent him to spy out the land. Take the book into your hands, and write what the Lord says, even that the Son of God in the last days will cut off the whole house of Amalek from the roots. Behold, therefore, again, Jesus, not the Son of Man, but the Son of God, and by a type made manifest in the flesh. Since, therefore, they should one day say that Christ is the Son of David, David himself prophesied, being in fear and understanding the deceitfulness of sinners, quote, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit on my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. Quote, unquote. And again, Isaiah speaks in this wise, quote, The Lord said unto Christ, My Lord, whose right hand I have held, that the Gentiles should hearken before him, and I will break the strength of kings. Unquote. Behold how David calls him Lord, and doth not call him Son. Chapter 13. Let us inquire, therefore, whether this people or the first people inherit, and whether the covenant is unto us or unto them. Hear now what the scripture says concerning the people. But Isaac prayed for Rebekah his wife, because she was barren and she conceived. Then went forth Rebekah to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said unto her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples are in your bowels, and the one people shall surpass the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. We ought to understand who was Isaac, and who was Rebekah, and concerning whom he declared that the one people was greater than the other. 
And in another prophecy, Jacob speaks yet more clearly to Joseph his son, saying, Behold, the Lord has not deprived me of your face. Bring unto me thy sons, that I may bless them. And he brought unto him Ephraim and Manasseh, wishing that he should bless Manasseh, because he was the elder. Joseph therefore brought him to the right hand of his father Jacob. But Jacob saw in in spirit a figure of the people that should be hereafter. What saith the scriptures? Jacob crossed his hands, placed his right hand on the head of Ephraim, the second and youngest, and blessed him. And Joseph said unto Jacob, Change your right hand unto the hand of Manasseh, because he is my firstborn son. And Jacob said unto Joseph, I know, my child, I know, but the elder shall serve the younger, but this one also shall be blessed. Behold, in what way he appointed that this people should be the first and heir of the covenant. If therefore it were moreover mentioned through Abraham also, we have the perfecting of our knowledge. What therefore says he unto Abraham, when he alone believed, and was counted unto him for righteousness? Behold, I have made thee, Abraham, a father of the nations who in uncircumcision believe in the Lord. Chapter 14 Yea, but let us inquire whether he has given the covenant that he swore unto the fathers that he would give unto the people. Verily he has given it, but they were not worthy to receive it on account of their sins. For the prophet says, And Moses was fasting in Mount Sinai forty days and forty nights, that he might receive the covenant which the Lord has made with his people. And he received from the Lord the two tables that were written in the Spirit with the finger of the hand of the Lord. And Moses, when he had received them, was bringing them down to the people for to give them. And the Lord said unto Moses, 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 get thee down quickly for thy people whom thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have done unlawfully. And Moses perceived that they had again made molten images, and he cast down the tables from his hands, and the tables of the covenant of the Lord were broken. Moses indeed received them, but the people were not worthy. Listen carefully, therefore, how we have received them. Moses received them being a servant, but the Lord himself gave unto us to be a people of inheritance having suffered for our sake. He was made manifest, that both they might be made perfect in their sins, and that we through him that inherited might receive the covenant of the Lord Jesus, who for this purpose was prepared, that by appearing himself and redeeming from darkness our hearts, which were already lavished on death, and given over to the iniquity of deceit, he might place in us the covenant of his people. For it is written how the Father gives commandment unto him, that having redeemed us from darkness, he should prepare for himself a holy people. Therefore the prophet says, I, the Lord, thy God, have called thee in righteousness, and I will hold thy hand and make thee strong. And I have given thee for a covenant to the nation, for a light unto the Gentiles, to open the eyes of the blind, and to bring out of chains them that are bound, and from the house of prison them that sit in darkness. We know from whence we were redeemed. And again, the prophet saith, Behold, I have placed thee... Chapter 15. And moreover, concerning the Sabbath, it is written in the Ten Commandments, in which he spake on Mount Sinai unto Moses face to face, Sanctify ye the Sabbath of the Lord with pure hearts and a pure 
hands. And in another place he said, If my sons shall keep my Sabbath, then will I place my mercy upon them. He speaks too of the Sabbath in the beginning of the creation. And God made in six days the works of his hands, and finished them on the seventh day, and rested in it, and sanctified it. Consider, my children, what signifies the words. He finished them in six days. They mean this, that in six thousand years the Lord will make an end of all things. For a day is with him as a thousand years, and he himself bears witness unto me, saying, Behold, this day a day shall be as a thousand years. Therefore, my children, in six days, that is in six thousand years, shall all things be brought to an end. And the words, he rested on the seventh day, signify this. After that his son hath come, and hath caused to cease the time of the wicked one, and hath judged the ungodly, and changed the sun, and the moon, and the stars, then shall he rest well on the seventh day. And further he saith, Thou shalt sanctify it with pure hands and a pure heart. Who therefore can sanctify the day which the Lord has sanctified, unless he be pure of heart? In all things have we been deceived. Behold, that then indeed we shall be able to rest well and sanctify, even when we ourselves, having been justified and having received the promise, when iniquity exists no longer, but all things have been made new by the Lord, we shall then be able to sanctify it, having been first sanctified ourselves. And further he saith unto them, Your new moons and your Sabbaths I cannot endure. See now what he means. The Sabbaths, that now are, are not acceptable unto me, but that which I have made is even that in which, after that I have brought all things to an end, I shall make a beginning of the eighth day, which thing is the beginning of another world. Wherefore we keep the eighth day as a day of gladness, on which also Jesus rose from the dead, and after he had appeared, ascended unto heaven. Chapter 16 And I will moreover tell you concerning the temple, how these wretched men being deceived place their hopes in the building, as if it were the habitation of God and not on the God who had made them. For almost after the manner of the Gentiles did they consecrate him in the temple, but was that the Lord making it of none effect? Hearken ye, who has measured out the heaven with his palm, or the earth with the flat of his hand? It is not I, said the Lord. Heaven is my throne, and earth the footstool of my feet. What else will you build for me, or what shall be the place of my rest? You have known that their hope was vain, and yet further he saith again, Behold, they that have destroyed this temple shall rebuild it. And so doth it happen, for through their war it has been destroyed by the enemy, and now both they themselves and the servants of their enemies shall rebuild it. And again it was made manifest how the temple and the people of Israel should be given up to their enemies. For the scripture saith, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the Lord shall deliver up the sheep of his pasture, and their fold and their tower shall he give up to destruction. And it happened according to that which the Lord had spoken. Let us inquire, therefore, whether there be any temple of God. There is, even where he himself hath declared that he would make and perfect it. For it is written, And it shall be the week, when the week is completed that the temple of God shall be built gloriously in the name of the Lord. I find, therefore, that there is a temple. How then shall it be built in the name of the Lord? Learn ye, before that we believed in God, the habitation of our heart was corrupt and feeble, as being of a truth a temple built by hands. For it was full of idolatry, and was a habitation of devils, because we did such things as were contrary to God. 
but it shall be built in the name of the Lord. Attend ye, that the temple of the Lord may be built gloriously. But in what manner? Learn ye, having received the remission of our sins, and having hoped upon the name of the Lord, we have become new, having been again created entirely. Wherefore God of a truth dwells in us as in a habitation. How? The word of his faith, the calling of his promise, the wisdom of his ordinances, the commandments of his doctrine, he himself prophesying in us, he himself dwelling in us, to us who were enslaved by death, he opened the gate of the temple, which is his mouth, and giving us repentance, leads us into the temple incorruptible. For he who desires to be saved looks not unto the man, but unto him that dwells in him and speaks in him, wondering that he had never before heard him speaking such words out of his mouth, or even desired to hear. This is the spiritual temple built by the Lord. Chapter 17 So far as it is possible for me to show you these things with simplicity, my mind and soul hopes that I have not omitted any of the things that pertain unto salvation. For if I write unto you concerning the things that are at hand, or the things that will be hereafter, you would not be able to understand them, because they are couched in parables. These things, therefore, are thus. Chapter 18 Let us pass on now to another kind of knowledge and instruction. There are two paths of instruction and authority, the one that of light and the other that of darkness. But there is a great difference between the two paths, for over the one are appointed as illuminators the angels of God, over the other the angels of Satan. On the one side is he who is Lord from everlasting to everlasting, and on the other is the ruler of the world that now lies in wickedness. Chapter 19 Now, the path of life is this. If anyone wishes to travel to the appointed place, let him hasten by means of his works. Now the knowledge of walking in it that is given unto us is of this kind. You shall love him that made you, you shall fear him that formed you, you shall glorify him that redeemed you from death, you shall be simple in heart and rich in spirit, you shall not cleave unto them that go in the path of death, you shall hate whatever is not pleasing unto God, and you shall hate all hypocrisy, you shall not abandon the commandments of the Lord, you shall not exalt yourself, you shall be humble in all things. You shall not take glory unto yourself. You shall not take evil counsel against your neighbor. You shall not take audacity into your soul. You shall not commit fornication. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not pollute yourself with mankind. Let not the word of God go forth from you in corruption. You shall not accept the person of any to reprove any man for transgression. You shall be gentle. You shall be quiet. You shall tremble at the words uh, that you have heard. You shall not bear malice against your brother. You shall not doubt whether a thing shall or shall be or not. You shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. You shall love your neighbor beyond your own soul. You shall not kill a child by abortion, neither shalt thou destroy it after it is born. You shall not remove your hand from your son or your daughter, but shall teach them from their youth to the fear of the Lord. You shall not covet the neighbor's goods. You shall not be an extortioner. You shall not cleave with thy soul unto the proud, but you shall have thy conversation with the lowly and the just. Receive as blessings the troubles that come upon you, knowing that without God nothing happens. You shall not be double-minded nor double-tongued, for to be double-tongued is the snare of death. You shall submit yourself to your masters as to the image of God with shame and fear. You shall not give commands with bitterness to your servant and your handmaid, 
who hope in the same God as you do, lest perchance you cease to fear God who is over both. For he came not to call men with respect of persons, but to call those whom the Spirit had prepared. You shall communicate in all things with your neighbor, and shall not say that things are your own. For if you be partners in that which is incorruptible, how much more in the things that are corruptible? You shall not be hasty of speech, for the mouth is a snare of death. As far as you are able, you shall be pure concerning your soul. Be not a stretcher forth of your hand in receiving, and a drawer back of it in giving. You shall love, as the apple of your eye, every one that speaks unto you the word of the Lord. You shall remember the day of judgment by night and by day, and you shall seek out every day the persons of the saints. You shall not doubt, doubt to give, nor shall you murmur in giving. Give to everyone that asks you, and you shall know who is the good recompenser of the reward. You shall take care of that which you have received, neither adding thereto nor taking therefrom. You shall hate the evil man unto the end, and shall judge justly. You shall not make a schism, but shall make peace by bringing adversaries together. You shall make confession of your sins. You shall not go into prayer with an evil conscience. This is the way of life, either laboring by means of the word and proceeding to exhort and practicing to save the soul by the word, or you shall work by your hands for the redemption of thy sins. Chapter 20 But the path of darkness is crooked and full of cursing. For it is the path of eternal death and punishment, in which way are the things that destroy the soul. Idolatry, boldness, the pride of power, hypocrisy, double-heartedness, adultery, murder, rape, haughtiness, transgression, deceit, malice, self-will, witchcraft, sorcery, covetousness, want of the fear of God. Here are they who are persecutors of the good, haters of truth, lovers of lies, they who know not the reward of righteousness, who cleave not to what is good, nor unto just judgment, who attend not to the widow and the orphan, who are awake not unto the, e the fear of God, but unto evil, from whom meekness and patience are far off, who love the things that are vain, who follow after recompense, who pity not the poor, who labor not for him who is in trouble, who are prompt to evil speaking, who know not him that made them, murderers of children, corruptors of the image of God, who turn away from the poor man and oppress the afflicted, advocates of the rich, unjust judges of the poor, sinners in all things. Chapter 21. It is therefore right that he who has learned the ordinances of the Lord, even as many as have been written beforehand, should walk in them. For he who does these things shall be glorified in the kingdom of God, but he who chooses the contrary things shall perish together with his works. On this account is the resurrection. On this account is the retribution. I ask those who are of high estate among you, if you will receive any friendly advice from me, keep those with, with you toward whom you may do what is honorable fail not in so doing. The day is at hand in which everything shall perish together with the evil one. The Lord is nigh at hand, and his reward also. Again and again do I ask you, be ye good lawgivers over yourselves, be ye good ad advisers of yourselves, abide faithful counselors of one another, take out of the midst of you all hypocrisy, and may God, who rules the whole world, give you wisdom, understanding, science, knowledge of his ordinances, and patience. And be taught of God, inquiring what the Lord seeks of you, and so work, that you may be found saved in the day of judgment. 
But if there is any memory of that which is good, remember me while you practice these things, that both your desire and your watching may turn unto some good. I beseech you this, asking it as a favor. So long as the good vessel is with you, fail not in any of these things, but seek them out without ceasing, and fulfill all the commandments, for these things are worthy. Therefore, I have been the more anxious to write unto you, so far as I was able, to the end that I might make you glad. Farewell, children of love and peace. The God of glory and of all grace be with your spirit. Amen.